placing God's word, which was intended to do something else, okay? So if you'll turn with me to John chapter 1, the book of John. We're turning there. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word, Father God. Thank you, Lord. You give us divine inspiration, Father God, to carry through, Father God, that which we will hear and learn this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the first thing that we need to know, it's the Word, is the first important thing. Okay, we're looking at seven important things. The word is the first important thing. The word should speak to us. Amen. As he is the word, it t- it, the word takes his place. It has the same authority as God. The word has the same authority as God. Okay, When you pick up the Bible, it's a book with God in it. Amen. God's life is in it. It's a God-indwelt book that we can hunger and thirst and eat and receive the strength in it. Okay, so we're going to, this first thing that we're looking at is the word, how important it is. And we're going to see some symbols that show what the word of God is. Okay, let's go to the book of Jeremiah. We're going to be traveling all over this morning. Jeremiah chapter 23 Verse 29. These are symbols for the word. Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer which breaks the rocks into pieces? So the word fire means to refine here. So when the word comes into our life, there's, when there's fire there, it refines us. Just like um, Isaiah says, I'm... I'm uh, Woe is me, I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips. What happened? The angel took a fire off, a coal of fire off the, the fire <laughs> and placed it on his lips and it refined him. Okay, so it's going to refine. Then it says it's also a hammer. A hammer is to bring conviction. It drives, it breaks, breaks that thing that, that we are so hard-hearted about. That we refuse to let go. As we hear the word, it hammers that and it breaks to pieces that we become soft to receive. Amen? Glory to God. So, we're looking at some symbols that, uh, of the word of God. Okay, now let's uh, turn to the book of James, chapter 1. I said we're going to travel all over this morning, so prepare yourself. That's James, chapter 1. Looking at verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Or, 
or a mirror. So the word is a mirror. It reflects what we are. When we look in God's word and it says something, it's telling us, are we, are we that way or are we another way? It's saying we need to change if, I mean, it's just like when you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror and you find out, oh, something's got to be changed here before, to be presentable, right? So we, the word tells us, let's get presentable. It shows us our flaws and we need to, but when you look in the mirror, you, do you, do you, you're not like uh, Snow White and the, and the, uh, the wicked, was it the wicked witch or the wicked queen or something? She looked in the mirror and she said, all is good, all is good. No, that's not the way it is. We look in the mirror of God and he shows us where we're wrong when we make the corrections. Then we see the good. But if we don't make the corrections, it's not too good. All right, so... The word is like a mirror. Since we're in that location, let's go to the fourth thing that we're going to be looking at uh, on, on this thing, on this subject or here, the word. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. A seed. A seed is to multiply. God has given us seeds, and he wants us to sow those seeds to multiply in our lives. He gives us a choice. You plant the good seed, you get good things. You plant bad seeds, you don't want them. You want, you, you want the birds to pick up the bad seed right away. You want somebody to stomp on the bad seed, right? You don't want to plant any bad seed. So the seed, God's word, is to multiply in our life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Back up to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 26. Ephesians 5:26, That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. It's like water, a labor to cleanse us. The water is to cleanse us. Glory to God as we, as we get into the word. It's not like a sprinkle. How many enjoy a sprinkle? On a hot day, you just like a little sprinkle. I mean, we had some human days here. I mean, at the end of the day, you just don't go in there and take a little sprinkle and say, well, I'm clean. No, you want to get refreshed. You, you, you let the water flow. If you have a shower, get, crank that baby up. And wash all the stuff off, the bad stuff. Well, that's what we need the word for, to cleanse us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, now let's go to Psalms 119. It says we're traveling here this morning. You have a, if you're taking notes, you'll have a lot. 
That's Psalms 119. We'll look at verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. A lamp, a light to guide us. Glory to God. See, we live in a dark world. We need a light. You know, a light does not give a shadow. Light does not give a shadow. Well, some of you are saying, mm-hmm. Prove it to me. Take a match or a flashlight. Turn the light on. There's no shadow there. It's just bright. So, when we have God's word, it, it lights up the place and gives us the correct path to follow. So we need the word in our lives. If we're not getting the word in our life, we're not having the proper light. When I used to work for PG&E and come home at night off a swing shift, the wife would pull some surprises on me. She would rearrange the furniture in the house. And I didn't want to turn on the lights to wake up the kids or, you know, wake her up. So I come walking in and crash, boom, bang, I wake up everybody because she re rearranged the house. I needed a light. This is what we need in our lives because the enemy is going to throw things in our way. And if we have a light, we can go around it, make, make that correct detour. Avoid the pitfalls. Amen? Amen? So we need, the, we need the light. We need the word. It shows us where to go, how to go. Okay. Let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 55 at this time. The book of Isaiah chapter 55. This is all the word. This is what the word says about itself. Isaiah 55, verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but waters the earth, and maketh to bring forth and bud. The word is like refreshing. When you receive the word, you, you blossom. You should blossom. And you should, I mean... Right now, we're, you know, California's in drought and everybody's cutting back on their water. Everybody's changing their landscape. I'm going to put a sign out in front of my yard. It's going to say, Landscape by Governor Brown. Because it's dead. It's dusty. The side of my house is all dusty because the lawn's gone and just dirt in it. It's just it's bad news. What, what a landscaper he is, I tell you. I won't go there. I will go there. <laughs> you know that uh, California has millions of dollars set aside for water projects. 
They were supposed to have built some more dams. He refused to do it. And now we are in a drought. We don't have any water in the dams to hold, you know, give us water. So he has made some bad, bad decisions. So, uh, never mind. That, that's as far as I go. You figure it out from there. Okay. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 at this point. So the word's refreshing. We, we need to, we should, um, ha when we have it, we should butt out, you know, just, just. Amen. I've got a couple of flowers that are just, just fantastic right now. We're going real good because I do water those. <laughs> They're in some pots. And there's some beautiful pink ones. And right now, this is a multicolored plant. It's got gorgeous red flowers. You have to see this thing. Maybe I'll take some pictures of it when it comes in. But it's got some beautiful flowers on it. Amen. All right. So water your plants while you got a chance. Oh, which we were going to uh, Hebrews, right? Hebrews chapter 4, did I say? Okay. Hebrews 4, and we will look at verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. So we have the word to cut. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's here to help us out against the enemy. Amen. How do you use a sword? You yield it. And where's the sword? The sword is on our lips. Come on. You can't cut the enemy with a physical sword, but you can cut him up with Amen. the word of God. Amen. So we need to keep the word there. Amen. Let's continue on that one. Let's go to uh, back up to uh, Ephesians, pardon me, Ephesians chapter 6. We'll see what Ephesians 6. Look at verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You need to speak the word. Amen. You need to speak the word. Amen. Not just at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and at Bedtime. You need to speak the word continually. Amen. Should be on our lips always. Amen. Hello out there. Okay. We're going to go back to the Old Testament. And we will race to find Habakkuk. It's right before Zephaniah. Help you out? Right where the Z-Boys are. Remember the Z-Boys? It's right before the first Z-Boy. Zephaniah. Oh, it's, it's Habakkuk, though. We're going to go back to chapter 3. Okay, verse 9. Habakkuk 3, 9. We're going to read it from the Amplified. Your bow was made quite bare, sworn to the tribes of Israel by your sure word and the rods of chastisement, scourge, and calamities. In other words, the, word, the bow is for revenge. Amen. The bow is for revenge. It's, it's ready there to help defend you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Okay, Psalms 19. Psalms 19. Psalms 19. We will look at verses 7 through 10. From the King James, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter than also the honey and the honeycomb. So, gold. The word is to enrich us. The word is to enrich us. Boy, the... In the gold rush in 1849, is it? 1849, yeah, 1849. The gold rush, people came to California to get rich. Not everybody got rich. The more you mined, the better it got. The more you digged, the better it got. You just didn't pick some place, some actually got be able to pick it off the ground, but they had to dig for it. To get the gold out of the Word of God, you got to dig for it. There's nuggets in here that will bless you. Well, the whole Word of God is a blessing, but there, there's some that you might need at a particular time, and if you mine that field, it's going to come to pass. Search the scriptures. Oh, glory to God. So it's gold, is it, um, to give us and enrich us. Okay, now let's go to the book of <laughs> Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, we're looking at verse 17. We're going to be looking at two verses here for this one. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. There's power to create in faith. Your faith has power to create. Just put it that way. Your faith has power to create. Don't set it aside. It's what's going to bring the goodies to you, the promises to you. Have faith, and it'll come to pass. So your faith has a power to create. Think about it. First uh, Peter, on the same on the same line. First Peter chapter one. Verse 23, 
being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. There's a creation. That faith has given you eternal life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What else does the word of God do? Well, since we're there, 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2, looking at verse 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So there's, the word is milk for babies. We were all babies at one time. And the second day out, your second day alive, your mom brought you a steak, Right? Well, how about some, you know, hot dogs? Bacon and eggs. No, it, it was a long time before they got, you stayed on milk. You know, if I had a glass of milk, I'd drink it here and I'd have my little mustache they show. <laughs> so, the Word of God is nourishment for babies. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew 4, verse 4. Jesus is speaking. It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, bread... The word is bread for the hungry. Amen. If you're hungry, it's for you, the word of God, your spiritual you. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, let's go to Hebrews. We're still going here. The book of Hebrews this time. Think you got enough scripture written down yet? Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5, beginning with verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that each one teach you again, which be the first principles and oracles of God, and are become such as a need of milk and not of strong meat. Whoa, wow, what an indictment. Verse uh, 13, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So what is it telling us here? Milk gets you to grow to get to the next level. So we can't stay on the milk. We can't, you can't be spoon-fed the rest of your life. Well, some of us like that, but you know. Verse 14, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So, there is meat for the mature. 
Some of you should have should be having steak and eggs this morning, or steak and steak and potatoes, or something this morning, not milk. But some of us need milk. You know, we're all on different levels. So don't jump down someone's spiritual throat saying, well, you need to have this. Don't you understand? They'll get there, but treat them kindly. Because at one time you were a babe too. And we had to spoon feed you. Okay. Psalms 19. Psalms 19. Oh, glory to God. Verse 10. Psalms 19, verse 10. For to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Glory to God. Remember, we looked at gold. It is to enrich us. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Glory to God, what does honey sing, speak of? Dessert. God gives us honey for dessert. Boy, I mean, after a good meal, you have a cake of honey. I don't know if they make cakes with honey. Or cookies with honey, you know. Hey. It's good. It's a good dessert. Say, well, I'm, I just had the meat. Well, get something good. Get some honey. Find something sweet to your taste. You know, you know, you might be reading on your daily reading of the Bible. And you say, wow, that's heavy. That, that is real heavy. Just found out something I've got to change. You know, that mirror. I need something. Go back to familiar scripture that you like. The Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. Glory, there's that honey. Get some honey. You know, get refreshed. Get energized. You know, um, sometimes I have to give Buddy some honey because he has a reaction to his insulin. And you know what that honey does? It revives him. He's happy. You know, he's, he's doing good. He's just real happy. Well, guess what? Sometimes you need to have a little honey in your life. Amen. Sweet lips. Okay. That's some, some symbolisms that we found in the Word of God. Okay, there was 12 of them with food being nourishment the last four. Okay, let's look at the second thing that the Word of God... Uh, uh, remember, we're looking at seven... The, the, Important seven. So this is the second the important seven. Revelation chapter 12. In the book of Revelation chapter 12. Verse 11. These are, this is the second thing. This is not the order of importance. Some people may have these changed around. So you may find that one that you are more important. Uh, more highly to 
focus on than the other. So, you know, just look at this the way you put them down as, I'm putting it down as, as the way I've got them, but you may put them down differently, all right? Okay, so the second thing, uh, Revelation chapter 12, looking at verse 11, and they overcame him. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. And they, and, and they have overcome, conquered him by means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. For they did not love and cling to life when faced with death, holding their lives cheap until they had to die for their witness. Glory to God. The blood of Jesus is, is the second important thing we need to know. They overcame who? The devil. I mean, your enemy. You overcome the enemy with the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Devil. The devil. The dragon. Satan himself by the blood of the Lamb. There's, there's that song. Wonder working power in the blood. The blood of the Lamb. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't forget this or minimize it. It's the blood. Because that's part... In the communion table, it's the new covenant that brings you life, that gives you life with the Lord forever to be brought into the family. So the blood, a lot of, a lot of churches today are, are eliminating songs of the blood. They're saying it's, it's a gory thing. We don't want anything to do with it. Well, when, if you don't want anything to do with it, you're going to be short, changed. It's the blood that, that saves us. Amen. Amen. And the word of your testimony also. Remember, glory to that. Nothing is required of you but to believe on Jesus Christ's all-forgiving blood. Amen. There's no other way to overcome the enemy, the devil, but by childlike faith in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Hallelujah. We're all going to heaven because we're Blood washed. Amen. Some people, I don't want the blood. Don't talk about the blood. We need to have, maybe I'll start, give it a couple more. I'll have the wife do some, we'll have some word on the blood. The blood is powerful. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, third thing that we need to look at, same scripture, verse, uh, Revelation 12, 11. The word of our testimony, what you speak, glory to God. Your testimony, testimony says, I have been saved by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. It was at Calvary that I was saved. His blood was shed for me. The enemy does not flee. Until you start talking about the blood. It's the blood. Nothing can overcome the devil. But the testimony about the blood of the lamb. I'm washed in the blood of the lamb. Glory to God. Nothing, nothing the demons can do. Bring about the blood. They'll, and you've got to have faith in it. You just can't just say, well, it's the blood. You don't want to be like the seven sons of Sceva. What, what Paul believed in, I do. No, that's not. You've got to have it for your own testimony. It says your testimony. It doesn't say Paul's testimony. 
It's your testimony that has to come forth. Out of your mouth, boldly, with confidence. Amen? Okay, let's go to uh, Philippians, book of Philippians. Back up again. We're going to look at the third of, of the seven. Philippians, chapter 2. Looking at verse 9, beginning with verse, verse 9. It's Philippians 2, verse beginning of 9. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's the name of Jesus. Amen. The name above all names. Okay, the Amplify from verse 9. Therefore, because he has... Oops, am I right? Okay. Therefore, because he has stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that in at the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow in heaven and on earth and on under the earth. And every tongue, frankly and openly, confess and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You notice how good that name is? In heaven... On earth and under the earth. Hallelujah. Nothing is better than the name of Jesus. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. That song goes. Oh, glory to God. It's a special name given by the Father. It's a name that points back to the Father. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Jesus, my salvation. Glory to God. You know, you ought to be excited about it. You should be excited. Hallelujah. Oh, I've got to hurry if we're going to get the seven done. Okay, that was number four. Okay, we're going to look at number five. Ephesians, go to... Back up a little bit to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Ephesians, chapter 6. We will begin with verse 11 uh, from the Amplified. Put on, the, put on God's whole armor, the army of, uh, armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies. Look at that. God supplies this armor. Whoa, I, I tell you what, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit. God doesn't give you something that's sloppy. He's not like King Saul giving his armor to David, and David couldn't even move around it because it's so sloppy. God gives you armor that fits you perfectly. He knows where your weak spots are, and he'll reinforce that area. Amen. Glory to God. Let's go on. That's uh, 
Let's start again. Verse 11. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier, which God supplies, that you may be successfully to stand up against all the strategies and deceits of the devil. We need it in these last days. There's a lot of things going on in the world. And we need this armor. Stop the fiery darks. For we're not wrestling with fresh flesh and blood, contending with the physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the masters, spirits, who are the world's rulers of this uh, present darkness, against the spirit, spirit forces of wicked, wickedness in heavenly supernatural fear, uh, spheres. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Keep on going. They're put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all, the Christ, uh, Christ's demands to stand firmly in your, in your place. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude and right standing with God. And having your, shod your feet with preparation of the, to the face of the enemy with firm-footed stability. That means you don't turn and run. The promptness and the readiness produced by the good news, the gospel of peace. Lift up all the covering shield to, of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the enemy or the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, glory to God, and the sword of the Spirit, well, that which, with, which is the Word of God. Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entry. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of the saints, God's consecrated people. Wow, that's the armor of God. It's yours. Need to put it on daily. You know, when you're in the military and you're called up, you don't just leave with your helmet on or your boots on. And leave your weapon behind. You've got to be ready. We need to have God's armor. Be ready when the enemy comes. If the enemy came and found you without your weapon, what good is the, the rest, what good is the, the ammo, your boots, and so forth? You have to be ready. We have to be ready. Especially these last days. The enemy is going into churches and, and disrupting churches. Having churches forget about the gospel and go the political correct way. That's not, that's not what the word tells us. It says in the last days many will be deceived. You are not going to be deceived because you are in the word. Yeah. Daily. Amen. Hungering and thirsting after the word. Those that are going to be deceived are those that are not hungry and thirsting after God. They're going to, they're going to be, they will listen to the individual that's behind the pulpit or, or, or wherever on the evangelist field. 
They're going to listen to that person, and if they don't have the word, they're going to be swallowed up. That's how the cults get started. They give you one truth, and then after that, they get you hooked. They start twisting and bending, and pretty soon you don't know what's going on. Well, you think you know what's going on, but they give you, they think they give you, they'll tell you, they give you a higher revelation. You can get more mature this way. That's not it. It's not what God says. You stick with the word. Don't take something out of it. You know, wow, okay. Okay, there's three blessings to the armor. The ability to stand against all enemies. The ability to the ability to withstand all attacks. The ability to quench every fiery dart from the enemy. Glory to God. The armor has two phases. One is for defense and protection. The other is offensive for conquest. Which one do you want? You need it both. You need them both. So we need it all. Okay, let's look at number six. Item six and the important seven. Turn with me to the book of Matthew once again. Matthew chapter 16 this time. Oh, glory to God. We may finish. Matthew 16. Did I say 6? Matthew 16, pardon me. Jesus is going to tell us about this one. You ready? Again, this is not the importance. You might, all the, the lists I'm giving you, you might just sh juggle them around to your preference, but I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the seven. Okay, Matthew chapter 16, looking at verse 19. Jesus said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Glory to God, you got keys. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go to Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth, you shall bound and be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. We have the power of binding and loosening. Amen. Get with the program. When the enemy comes against you with certain things, bind it. Amen. You don't want it coming around you. Bind it and loosen heaven, loosen angels to push those things aside. It's yours to use. Angels are ministering angels, or ministry, yeah, ministering angels to help us out. How many of you ever tried using the angels? How many have forgotten to use the angels? And you said, man, I wish I had thought of that early, earlier. Man, man, I should have had the angels. Angels, go out there and find that for me. I misplayed my keys. Lord, angels, I commission you to do a job. Bring my keys to me or let me find my keys. Lead me. You'd be surprised how quickly they come up or show up. It's when you start, you know. Oh, never mind. So <laughs> we, we need to 
bind the enemy. Loosen. Find some scriptures in the, in the word of God. It says, I shall make you prosperous. Lord, you said wherever I loosen in heaven will be loosened on earth. Lord, I'm loosening prosperity in my way and I bind poverty in my life. Do you ever do that? Somebody say, oh no, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, and you got to believe it. Whatsoever you ask in my name, it should be done unto you. Amen. And now he says, I give you some keys. How many have been using the keys? I think some of our keys are rusty for not, not being used. I know mine are a little bit on the dull side. They, they need to be shined up. You know, the more you use a key or, or something, it, it, has, it, it stays shiny. Some of us have got some pretty rusty looking keys in areas. Okay. Bind and loosen on earth and in heaven, whatsoever. Note not whoever binds or loosens a person. Note not whoever binding or loosening of persons, but things. You can't bind somebody. It doesn't say thing. It's things. You can bind them from using something against you. I bind that knife that you have in your hand. Hey, there it is. He's going to drop it or something. Right. Or just use the name of Jesus. That binds you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. There was an incident, oh, about 20 years ago. Uh, somebody, uh, a young lady was taking a shower and some pervert tried to do something. She says, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Guy turned and ran. Ladies, think about that. We need to teach our children that, especially our young children. You have the right to tell that person to run. Amen? Or place those ministering angels around you. Tell your child, learn to put ministering angels around for protection. Because you don't know when somebody's going to try something. And if the ministering angels are there, they're going to protect that child. Hello. And how we got on that one? The binding and, and loosening confirms what takes place in heaven. If you bind it or loosen it in heaven, it's going to be loose down here. Right. So put those angels to work. Amen. They're not lazy, you know. Amen. They're wanting to go to work. Amen. <laughs> Can you imagine... The angels are waiting, waiting for you to, they're in a bad situation. What are we going to do? Well, as soon as they call us, come on, speak the word. Tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, they let it go again. Let's learn to, learn to use our lips. Okay, number seven. The important seven, number seven. Let's go to the book of John. Chapter 16. John chapter 16. Looking at verse 13. 
Got John 16, 13. How be it? When He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that He shall speak, and He will show you things to come. Amen. Glory to God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's a gift to us. He's a gift to us. Glory to God. John, just back up, John 14. Verse 17, John 14, 17. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Listen to that. This is a gift for you. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seemeth not to him, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth, with you and shall be what? In you. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That is something good. If you can look inside each and every one of us, we're wall to wall, Holy Spirit indwelt. And He doesn't like when we have anything that doesn't belong there. You know what, when, when, when Israel had the temple and they let, let the temple go down to disarray, and, and uh, I think it's uh, Josiah became king at the age of six, he says he found out there was, the temple was, I mean, just, just trashy. What did he do? He cleaned it out that God's presence would come back into the temple. Amen. Well, guess what? God doesn't want anything in the temp your temple. So we need to clean out, clean house. Amen. Amen. He's in us. John 16. We already read it, that verse 13. He will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself. So he's instructing us. The Holy Spirit is, is here in you to instruct you. Amen. We need to call upon the Holy Spirit more often to give us instruction. We, start, we should start our day in the morning. You know, just before we take off, after you're doing your prayer, Holy Spirit, instruct me this morning as I go to work. Tell me what there's, if there's going to be a detour. Tell me, you know, just tell me. Instruct me what is going to take place. Because you know the future. I don't. And he'll do it. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. And people can say, how did you avoid that? Or how did you come up with that? I got someone who tells me. Right. <laughs> it's all in here. You can say, all in here. It's all in here. I got the information from in here. I got some inside information that you can't get unless you know the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Oh, glory to God. In Ephesians chapter 5, I got to hurry. Verse 18. And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess, but be filled Amen. with the Spirit. 
filled with the Spirit. Oh, filled with the Spirit. I mean, you, that means you can have something less of the Spirit? I would say so if you're not calling upon Him. See, you got a direct line to the Holy Spirit. He's within you. But we need to call upon Him. Be filled. Daily. Holy Spirit. This is our day. Glory to God. I'm blessed because you're within me. Hallelujah. All things I, I can do, all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you're going to show me how to do it. Amen. When to do it. How to lay hands on individuals. Call in, calling in the presence of God into someone's life. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. We're about done. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jeru Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto uttermost parts of the earth. You shall receive power. You, shall, you know, most of us don't call upon that power. Nobody, nobody here knows where the telephone booth's at. Some of you are wondering. Telephone booths talk about Superman. He took off his outer clothing and what? Superman came out? We need to take off our outer clothing and let the Holy Spirit come out. Amen. Some of you are saying, ah, a little far-fetched. No, it's not... You have not because you ask not. God, you can't put limits on God. The only thing that you put limit on God is when you lie or you do something wrong. That puts a limit on God in your life. But when you have a clean slate, there's nothing you can't do. Think about it. Oh, whoa. So there's enabling power. All of us will be jumping in a car to go home. Guess what? You put that key in there and broom. And you go someplace. You know, you put it in gear, you aim, it, aim the car. Not aim, but drive the car. <laughs> well, see, we've got the key. He's the powerhouse. But if we don't use him, don't call upon him, you're coasting. Or you're sitting still. Just put it in gear. Start it up and put it in gear. Get someplace. Go someplace. Do something for the Lord. John chapter 14. For our last one. John chapter 14. And John 14. Beginning with verse 17. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. He's encouraging us. The Holy Spirit encourages us to get into God's word, to do the things that he's called us to do. He said, well, I'm too sure I can do it. He says, you can do it. 
I've got the power to help you through. Amen. So, how many things are important to, to you this morning? Seven. Highlight them. Begin to operate with them. Amen. Amen. We need. We got at least a seven. Amen. Guess what's going to take place soon? How many got? The, pardon me. <laughs> I'm believing that too. But we're coming into Jewish New Year. September 14th. The New Year. Well, I'll, I think I'll be speaking on that next week or something. Get, get us a refresher course on, on the specific days that God has. You know, when you look at, when, when God gave those specific days, he, sees, he said, these are my holidays. You are to observe them. He didn't say stop observing them. And even in the, in the book of Revelation, he tells the people, you will be, it says that people will, will be observing them. So why, why have we stopped observing them? You know, the Christian church has stopped observing them. We, should, we are Christian Judeo. Jesus was a Jew. Duh, come on. <laughs> and we have been engrafted. That yes, means you need to re recognize who we are engrafted into. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Let's all stand. Sorry I went over. I'll give you 10 minutes next week. I'll stay out 10 minutes earlier next week. <laughs> Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that as we have looked to your word, Father God, we find joy, Father God, entering into us, Father God, because your word is so beneficial to us, Father God. Father God, thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us hunger and thirst for greater things, Father God. We're asking, Father God, for your Holy Spirit who resides within us, Father God, bring forth, Father God, that joy, Father God, that we need, Father God, as he instructs us this day, Father God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Thank you, Lord, as we go our separate ways, Father God. We are the blessed. And, Father God, we will bless others. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said, amen. amen. Thank you.